welcome back to Keep Beach City Quarantined. I'm Liz, that's Aaron. It is a beautiful, sunny day. It is. I know you haven't been outside yet today, but it's gorgeous out. Inside good, outside bad. Well, you did your yoga today, right? Yeah, but you can do inside uh, yogurt inside. You can do yogurt inside, too, or outside. <laughs> I definitely said yogurt, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to roll with just it. Just roll with it. Yoga and yogurt. Has yogurt anyone done yogurt. that before? I mean, they do goats and yoga. Maybe other things to be paired with yoga now. Cat yoga. I definitely, my yoga started off with cat yoga because uh, Mycroft was definitely like all about like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, you're holding your hands like this? I'm going to rub my face on your hands. <laughs> Cats are most disposed to yoga, I think. Would they actually do it? No. But they seem most likely to interrupt you whilst you do yours. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, a dog can be cutesily trained to do it with you. A cat's just like, mm, looks like you're trying to balance. Let me just get right up in there. Let yeah. me make that a little difficult, a little harder. You wanted to crank up the heat in this, right? Let me turn it up for you. You want to get that good, good sweat. <laughs> well, we were slightly sweating because we have gotten to the end of season four, the last of the episodes we didn't know and had the terrifying realization that that is all that Hulu had to offer. And for a second, we were panic-stricken until I remembered very brilliantly that we just got HBO Max. And on HBO Max, they do have season five. So those of you who are streaming along at home and re-watching, uh, get HBO Max. They have it all over there. Uh, yeah, I was afraid that we would have to look into alternate means. Alternate. Wink. Oh, wink, wonk. Oh, wink, wonk. But we are here. We are at the end of season four, the last of the episodes that we ever saw. Because if I recall last time we got to this point and Hulu didn't have any more seasons. And so we said, well, I guess we're done then. Yeah, I literally it was like, oh, man, we're going to have to wait until Hulu gets more. And they never, and never did. did. <laughs> I don't know why. I still don't know why. So it's time to start like theorizing the crap out of this we are now in uncharted territory we are free to say whatever crazy things we want to say at this point yeah we are we are at, well there there's a couple things that i know are going to happen uh soon after um we jump back into season five um so I, I one thing has been spoiled for me um and i will not spoil it for you and then one major major thing has i think been spoiled I'm not 100% sure on it. I know we I keep alluding to this this this, this major spoiler. <laughs> um and I can't um I I can't even allude to it because um if I allude to it I don't there are probably going to be people like well duh that who know about it. Um but those who don't um who are actually watching uh are going to be uh very confused because uh I, I swear you knew it too, but I, I guess you didn't. So it's if it's onion is white diamond, I'm more and more concerned of that with every passing day. But no, this that is definitely not the case. Um, but uh, there is one spoiler that will happen, which um, I'm sad that I learned ahead of time, but I'm interested to see how it goes. So I will only say that for now. Um, but I'm interested uh, because I'm I I was very. This batch of episodes, uh, this cluster of episodes, um, definitely held a little bit like um, going through up to season four. It was like revisiting an old friend. Um, these were uh, season four. There's been like a lot of episodes I remember. But like with this this first episode, I don't remember watching this one at all. Like I, I, like 
I kind of I remember getting to the end of season four, but I don't remember this episode at all. So it's possible that it wasn't there whenever we visited it, and we just accidentally skipped over it because um, Hulu does this thing with new uh, TV shows where they have um, when a TV show is currently on and they have the episodes they're getting, they only keep a certain amount. So if you're not watching the season, like religiously if you're not like trying to get to it like when it pops on or you know the next week if you're if you don't get to it for like three weeks like i do with webtoons sometimes um you will lose the opportunity to to watch it because that's actually why i couldn't watch the good place for a while yeah i remember that there's certain parts we couldn't uh but we do have all of them now so we can't give our opinions on them now so let's go ahead and start with that one that you don't remember the new Crystal Gems. Well, do you want to list off the, the episode names real quick? Okay. Yeah, we're covering the new Crystal Gems, Storm in the Room, Rocknaldo, Tiger Philanthropist, Room for Ruby, Line 4, Alternate Ending, Dug Out, The Good Lars, Are You My Dad, and I Am My Mom. So, the new Crystal Gems. Connie tells Steven the story of how she, Peridot, and Lapis attempted to take the Crystal Gems' places as the protectors of Beach City while he was in space. This is a fun episode. I really I enjoyed this episode. Um, not only do we get to see more of Lapis and um, and Peridot, but we do we get to see that kind of classic like, oh, well, we have to fill in these roles. I, I've seen this kind of premise before, but it's, it was very fun to get to see these two or this. Sorry, this show do it. So I'm just glad that when they went and saw the other side of the conversation, that everyone's gaps do fill in perfectly. Usually when you see a phone call on television, the person that you can see says something and then says something immediately after. Too quickly for anyone to actually have given you information over the phone. And this one, it's like, no, she did actually say these things and he did respond. And then she said these things. And it all makes <laughs> logical sense. Good job, everybody. That was cool, yeah. So Steven tells Connie, hey, will you watch Beach City while I'm gone? And then Garnet tells Lapis and Peridot, watch Beach City while we're gone. And so all three of them are like, Oh, we all have the same job. Okay, well, what would we do best? Oh, we'll just take the places of the crystal gems. Not be the crystal gems, be, be pearl, be uh, garnet, be amethyst, be Steven, <laughs> and actually take their specific places. And I do love that the only thing they ever actually get to do as the crystal gems is try to run a car wash. <laughs> yeah, because they hear like help and they run down in the car wash and they're just like, I need to wash my car. And they were like, oh, okay, lift up the car, encase the car in water, and there you go, and it's nice and shiny. And they put a little birthday cone on Pumpkin, and now he's Pearl. <laughs> they actually um, uh, accidentally, or on purpose, uh, recreate the original opening when it's the three of them running, and Steven runs ahead to catch up or to surpass all of them. And kind of the exact same thing. Yeah, I was wondering if you would see that cute little reference. Yeah, and then, of course, I'm looking at the trivia, which there's a couple fun little things. What you got? Um, so at one point, uh, Paradox line is uh, New Crystal Gems Congregate, which is very much a uh, takeoff of Avengers Assemble. Assemble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I never really understood. Uh, or, okay. As a comic fan, it took me way too long, as in only a couple of weeks ago, if that far away, uh, to realize that the the first time we heard Avengers Assemble was in Endgame. Mm -hmm. I mean, they held it off for the perfect time, but 
that was I I mean like I'm like I remember screaming my absolute head off when he whenever he said that, but it's just like well, they that was the at first it. time. Yeah, they winked, they hinted Back at it a couple in, times. Gosh, when was it? Uh, Avengers. Um, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. They were like Avengers, and then it ended. Cuts, yeah, jerks. So, the, but they, I think they um, kind of did it a couple more times. Um, but they that was the first time he ever said it, and there's that's such a huge line in the comics too. So, um, especially like Avengers versus X Men. So, <laughs> I do like that Lapis and Peridot make a brand new sign. For Greg, after they just yeah. trash his, and it's it's really charming because it shows how everyone has their own thing to bring. That the best thing for you to be is not to try and fill someone else's shoes, but to be yourself. They talk about how Connie isn't nearly heartfelt enough. Stephen would have cried twice <laughs> during that speech. Yeah, that, that speech is a little lacking. <laughs> uh, until Connie's like, "Listen, no, I'm not Stephen. I'm not as as." good and nice as him but i have my own strengths to bring here and we would do better if we just were ourselves and helped people instead of trying to fulfill other people's roles um yeah there's actually i think a little bit of a wink and a nod to which roles they are picked for specifically um uh, you know connie being steven kind of makes sense because they're both human or at least half human um but the original voice actor uh, originally, the voice actor for Lapis was Amethyst, <laughs> and the uh, she even recorded for the pilot. And then the original, the voice actor for Peridot was almost a voice for Garnet. The Garnet. The Garnet. <laughs> so the episode might be a little bit of a, a wink and an odd to it. So, um, and then of course there's there is no Amethyst, only Garnet. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, which is of course there is no Dana, only Zul. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. I liked seeing them all take on the personalities i think lapis even had her hair over one of her eyes for most of the time she's pretending to be amethyst she did mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's a fun little episode and we accidentally watched it with the other set but it worked i think really it made well. more sense to be part of this cluster yeah i think I, uh, you are correct uh our next episode is storm in the room Stephen uses his room in the temple to create a simulated image of rose quartz in order to try to experience what it would be like to know his mother he ends up confronting her with his troubled feelings about her complex legacy and her choice to create him. I really do like the build-up for this, with just, just Connie waiting for her mom to get there and not knowing where she is and being so worried, uh, doing a bunch of sad libs, mad libs, to, with <laughs> accident, danger. Inadvertently, uh, like, just really super complicated words that all mean the same thing. Uh, finally... You know, and we always get these beautiful little moments from Stephen whenever he sees Connie or someone else interact with a parental figure or just that way of thinking, I'm glad they have it, but I also miss that. I would I would take it a step further. And it's not even so much parental figures when he sees human moments, even though he has been a he even though he has experienced so many human moments in his life, when he sees human moments that maybe he's not had a part of himself like parental figure the stuff with parental figures is a really big one but the the fact that there's because there's the one with um greg and connie that's not between a parent and a child it's between these two humans having this moment even though he's you know not a human he's half human half crystal gem so but uh it's it's a very um Oh, are you? <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. I'm here. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. I'm gonna vamp a little bit. 
Yeah, let them in so they can come and bother us in here. I heard them knocking at the door, and I thought they would enjoy hanging out with you us. You should let them in, never more. I thought they liked hanging with us. You know, people on the internet like hanging out with us. It stands the reason our cats would probably enjoy hanging out with us, too. Well, that's true. Uh, and so finally, he says, you know, maybe that's what's missing. I never had a mom. If I had a mom, maybe things would be different. And he knows the room is fake, but he asks the room to make it for him. And that's like, that's the saddest, sweetest part of it. He knows it's not real, but he wants it so bad. And he can't even pretend that it's real. Like, for a moment, maybe. But he is always very certain this is, you're just saying what I would say. I'm talking to myself. This and and it's weird because the stuff that Rose, the Cloud Rose says, is probably really close to what Rose Garnet would say. Rose Garnet. <laughs> I Rose, like that fusion idea. Rose Quartz. Rose Quartz. Um. So it's th- there's a lot that can be can be kind of analyzed in this episode because yeah he does create her but it's not in the same way that um he creates connie by accident in the previous room episode i think there's a little bit more um stability with this particular one either because it's because of steven himself or it's because of that this is rose's room or was rose's room previously um i'm wondering if it's a combination of the two if it's one reason over the other it's a very um because if you look at the lines that she says it's not like the cloud connie where she you know just says you know i'll, I'll i want to do whatever you want you know i want to make you happy there is some of that in this episode you know well what do you want to do kind of situation but it's not entirely that i it yes i think you're right how it does feel like her, especially with the football analogy. <laughs> All sports are beautiful creations of Gaia. Just <laughs> yeah, but that's that's it's that's a, a rose thing. It's such a rose quartz thing. How how even the silliest, mundanest things, because they're human, have such great importance and are so much more than what they appear to be. And that they then recreate Lucy and Charlie with the football. So fun. Ugh. <laughs> So I'm I'm just uh, I'm wondering why because at one because at one point he does get upset and he's like you're just saying the stuff I want you to hear and why couldn't you be here and why couldn't you um no don't tell me we lost the recording again uh, hope not no the recording is fine the live, live stream I'm sure it'll be back the internet's been a little funny oh there we go <laughs> uh. You were saying, um, the especially with how um, Rose was um, just, uh, <laughs> wondering. Sorry, uh, with how Rose uh, interacts with Stephen, I, I feel like it's less of how the Cloud Connie and uh, how the two interactions well, are. He asked different. for something different with Connie. He was, I want to see you now. And that became, you do what I want you to do. I, you know, I, I see it this way. I think it's this way. But this is a bit more of a, a selfless sort of gesture. It's possible. In fact, it's, it's so selfish because he knows exactly what he wants and it's not real. But it's also selfless in a way because he knows it isn't. And he's not trying to pretend that it is. 
It's true. I'm. I still feel like I think there's a little bit of Rose actually in that. I mean, there was a little bit of Connie in it, but I feel like there's more of a percentage of actual Rose in that too. Um, I mean, why else would the the voice of Rose have come out of the tiny whale? I know. So <laughs> cute little whale. So that, I think that there's. I think there's reasons why, and we may get more answers with that. Um, but I feel like there's, there's reasons, you know what I mean? This whole cluster, it, it builds up more and more to what Steven thinks his mom made him for. And we've touched on it in the last cluster, even when the gems kidnap him when he's a baby to try and figure out where Rose is inside him. But he feels like there has to be a reason beyond just love, but there must be a special, important in, portentous legacy dynasty such a, he's supposed to do something really great and never and it takes him a very long time to realize it's he's just supposed to be him he doesn't have to do anything which is i think a very good character choice on the part of the writers because when a character says i have to do this it's not really as important as i i want to i choose i to choose do. to yeah i must do this like mm, it's it feels like you're taking a bit of agency out of your character, and it's that's very true. Um, and the with one episode that we're about to get into, we we discuss that a little bit. We'll we'll discuss that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, there's they deal a lot with that during this. We we find out a little bit more about Connie's parents. Uh, we find out a lot more about Rose in this. Uh, but we, I, I think we get a lot, a kind of a deeper look into Steven's psyche with this one particular one. Cause they, they joked around about it. And, um, when Steven floats, uh, that episode and how he's like, well, you know, maybe my mom, uh, that's a lot to unpack there. This is finally that episode where he gets to unpack even just a portion of it, whether it's all of it, half of it or some of it, you know, it's a portion at the minimum. So little drips and drabs bit by bit. Exactly. just, Pluck it off the wall. So I'm uh I'm excited to see, especially now that once we go get do actually are well, excuse me, once we are able to jump back into this, we're jumping into brand new territory for us. Um I'm r- scared, but I'm also very excited. So um let's move on. Our next episode is Rock Naldo. Ronaldo <laughs> decides to join the Crystal Gems. However, once Steven lets him join the team, Ronaldo's self-centered attitude begins to try Steven's patience. And once again, Ronaldo and Lars are in competition for who is the worst. Just the worst. Because Ronaldo is that, is you know this person. The person who sees a cause, sees a, a, a something to be a part of, and takes it upon himself to be then the gatekeeper of something he knows nothing about. And I think we all know a person like that who, because they took one class in philosophy, now they know everything about diagnosing you and your issues or saying, because I understand my one mistake, you now make all the mistakes. I, um, I posturize that, uh, Lars is worse because he just continuously does not improve. Whereas Ronaldo is has this same kind of characteristic, but every time he's given a chance to grow, he does like with this. Episode. So yeah, the episode starts with him passing out these pamphlets with lots of misinformation about rock people and some really salient social commentary going on right now with this episode. Things like, well, Stephen, no, you're not like those rock people. You're completely different. And he's like, no, we're the same people. 
we're all, we're all crystal gems. Just because they're just because they're a different gem doesn't mean that they're. We all have to take responsibility for our actions. But there, there is no, you know, it's, it's again so very salient for what discussions going on today in the world. And he's like, oh, I've been wrong. I gotta go home and think about this. Quits the internet for three minutes and then comes back and says, oh, okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm actually going to join the crystal gems in their righteous cause. Comes in. He's like, okay, well uh bloodstone will be my name and from then on just such an anime thing to do anime such... like a waifu or no um uh a weeaboo thing to do and from the minute he gets there he starts picking at steven for not being a quote-unquote true crystal gem and that's why i think ronaldo is worse because ronaldo learns something new and then twists it to fit his own warped view of reality i don't think he twists it i think he misinterprets it but then when he misinterprets it he takes it and runs with it am i defending what he's doing not in the absolute slightest he it's is hard to say because lars knows what he's doing is wrong and does it anyway what is the more sympathetic or likable character one who is completely unaware and has to learn piece by piece one who knows exactly what they're doing and chooses to be wrong i, I uh I mean that there's an argument for both. I say the one that chooses to be wrong because they are making that choice. Like, you know, you have your destiny thrust upon you, the age old, you know, hero story or the one that chooses to be the hero. Um, and I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough, tough decision. I still say Ronaldo is slightly better. He's still not a great character. Um, he was, he he is obnoxious and this episode is not, does not give him any, any leeway. And can I just say something? I, this hurts me to say, say uncle is actually rated better than this episode. I completely agree. Say uncle is 5.5. This one's rated 5.0. That's, that's low. It depends what you're trying to do with this episode. If it was to give Ronaldo some sort of humanity, I don't think it, does a good job of that it really doesn't i I completely agree he at the very beginning is informed that what he's saying is hurtful and and misinformative and then manages by the end to say oh i must be a really special kind of crystal gem that works best alone and i'm better than all of you and i'm gonna go off and do my own thing again just like what was the point i think it's just showing kind of like it kind of holding a mirror up to these kind of this mentality of these um like when you say sjw's is a slur this is what i think of of the person the kind of person who does that yeah who then becomes a gatekeeper for the things that you enjoy and says you're not doing it right (laughs) yes i i I agree with that and absolutely that kind of person really gets under my skin i and this this is this is kind of a caricature of that you know in a lot of different ways and and, and it kind of reminded me I, i'm watching box burgers right now i'm kind of this is my is my binge show at the moment um <laughs> the episode uh question knots by boss burgers is a really it's a fun mirror um or a funhouse mirror of cons it, it's oh i was saying it was a skewering of the fan culture around my little pony it absolutely is that's that's the 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 original the you know layer, layer the top layer but if you look at the 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 background or the setting of this whole episode with them going to this convention and like looking at the different kind of food that they can buy 
the the party uh, that they go to that has a lot of alcohol and some kind of crafts. Yeah, the ninety five dollars for this hand stitched saddle that you can buy saddles for, for the same amount of quality for the last for actual horses. It's like. <laughs> Like, and don't, please understand, I'm not disparaging actual cons or, you know, people who make stuff at cons. I, I, I love these people. But it's like, it's absolutely a mirror. Like, like, hey. <laughs> like, you remember this? Yeah. This cause, is you. Because, like. We live in a society. Because, like, absolutely, like, this stuff happens all the time. Like, As wait with- a minute. <laughs> like, especially at con, like, like, Con Nuga and Dragon Con and, like there's a because like they have a after party and then they have an after party at the after party i'm like oh as, yeah as with all thoughtful mirroring critique it comes from a place of knowing it so much that you're able to then turn around and skewer it if they weren't a fan of conventions they wouldn't know what how to do that if you hadn't known so many people in your life like ronaldo you wouldn't be able to flip it around on him you you're absolutely right and i i really think it's like he is not a great character, but I think he has the potential to be better. Whereas with Lars, they keep giving him opportunity after opportunity, or they keep writing these opportunities and then having the character make these choices to not be better. Only in this episode cluster do we get the first glimpse of possibly moving towards that direction. Mm-hmm. So. There we have it, an episode worse than Say Uncle. I did not. I did not think we could sink that low, but here we are. Uh, our next episode is Tiger Philanthropist. When Amethyst quits wrestling at the abandoned warehouse, Stephen continues doing so himself as Tiger Philanthropist. However, Stephen soon begins to doubt the point of wrestling when the audience doesn't take to his new persona. Oh, this episode is so different coming back after now having watched wrestling and become a fan of wrestling. It's so much better now. Again, if you know it, if you love it, then all of this is like a really playful jab at it with the team sonas and uh, just the scripts and how he tries to come up with a new personality and no one likes him for it. And this is this is so poignant. I like. uh, Yeah. And I've not watched wrestling beyond much what that I've watched with you. And it's like this is 100 percent what they do did this is it right here like in like having multiple uh characters or personas that in some of them that don't stick i mean undertaker i think had two or three before he became the undertaker uh kane had multiple uh you know our mayor kane um glenn jacobs uh and it's there's that happens a lot trying to feel it out and it's really nice to see Steven and Amethyst together again. This this episode feels like filler, but in now we don't, the only reason I say that is because we we've, we've been having debate off screen about <laughs> filler episodes what? in television where there are filler episodes that don't progress the plot, don't progress character, just really are unnecessary and not that enjoyable. And then there are filler episodes that don't do any of those things, but they are fun to watch. And there's a, a fun little thing we learn about the world or our characters. And it's okay if it's not part of the main overall story because it was still enjoyable to see. Um, this one felt like an enjoyable filler episode like oh yeah i remember purple puma and with this saying well you know i don't need this like that's her character growth she has at the very beginning of the episode i don't need to wrestle anymore i did it when i felt powerless and i don't feel powerless anymore and what a nice 
refreshing and wholesome thing for Amethyst to not be sad in an episode or be dealing with some sort of <laughs> deep-seated angst. It's just, I, I do what I need to do, and now I don't have to worry about that, and I can be myself, and I don't need wrestling. But it's a really nice, wholesome moment for her to come back to the ring to join Steven again and say, I forgot that we did this together and that it was fun. And even he says, you know, you're right. It's, it's probably time for us to end, but let's, let's go out with a bang. Let's go out and have some fun with it. And the thing is too, is like, um, you we were talking about the filler episodes and this, this is a, um, <laughs> Mycroft is playing with Aaron's feet. Minecraft's about to get kicked out. Um, <laughs> the, uh, um, the thing with uh, series like this and with filler episodes, um, the better series do have these kind of filler episodes, but when they are fillers, it you don't mind them as much. You don't care. Um, and with Steven Universe especially, I don't think it's not a plot-heavy sort of show, especially in the first season. And even, <laughs> like, there are clusters, like, five episodes in a row where things are happening, but then sometimes it's just like, and here's what we did in town. So it's hard to use the qualifier term filler episode for a Steven Universe episode. And, some, and that's the thing, too, is there's some series nowadays that, like, it, you can't really say that they have filler episodes. But, unfortunately, when you have when you do have shows with overarching plots, um, that they do have to have show or episodes that aren't, that don't have full-on plots or plots that drive the full series it, it's just unfortunate that that that's how it works but steven universe is one of those shows that have these episodes that don't really have anything to do with anything else like onion gang or um uh, like you know the purple puma or shirt club or something like that yeah and it's what happens is the reason that these don't feel like filler episodes but rather feel like just episodes that take place in this this world or in this you know this town is because it's it takes place with good writing. Yeah. It's good you have good established characters and great writing. That's what makes this it's hallmarks of a great show. Um uh we when we were talking about this we were talking about animes but like even Rapunzel or sorry Tangled the series they have super obvious filler episodes but even those are fun. Like for so much of that show for Tangled and we'll we'll do a small Tangled tangent. We'll just name it that while Aaron gets the cat out of the room. Um, I think that Tangled was for a while not really focused on plot, on a story. It was more Rapunzel's back and her long hair is back. And that's weird, but we're not going to like make that a problem. We're just going to go and do our own fun things. But with what happens at the end of season two, suddenly there is a clear and important thing that must be addressed and dealt with. And any episode not dealing with that feels like deliberate obfuscation on the part of the writers we don't have anything to talk about with them this week so we'll just do something else even though what we really want is to like get back to that season finale and say address this talk about it I, but the thing is too is i do feel excuse me i do feel like tangle had plot i i um not the movie but the series i do feel like it had a kind of plot but they allowed the the series to have episodes where the plot wasn't overall present AKA filler episodes. Mm -hmm. And again, hallmarks of a good series where are the, uh, the overall plot or the, the plot that is more so that drives the story isn't necessarily overall present And tangled is one of those good series that in the first season, the filler episodes are like, okay, this is kind of 
week. The second season, um, definitely, when you have those episodes, they're still strong episodes. And if I could just say one really quick thing about the Tangled Animated <laughs> Series before we leave it again. Uh, how nice it is to have a committed romantic relationship that uh, based interest and conflict off of shared experiences as opposed to will they, won't they, weak-ass scenarios. It's a little will they, won't they, but it's not like Jim or Pam or any any of the other will they won't days it, it has little it's, it's like a, a little drop of it just a nice solid relationship it is a solid relation I, I agree it's a solid relationship but Tiger's are lying I knew you wouldn't be able to say it I knew it as I was reading it out loud even I on the third time I said philanthropist are like oh Aaron's gonna philanthropist even this episode um, is good because it does kind of again put a mirror up to the world of wrestling uh, our next episode is Room for Ruby. Navy, one of the rubies who came to Earth to find Jasper, crashes on Earth and is welcomed in by Stephen to be a crystal gem. However, Lapis Lazuli does not trust Navy's overly optimistic nature, knowing of Navy's previous encounters with the crystal gems. Navy couldn't join because there's already a ruby on the team. Pure and simple. If there was a, like, garnets of ruby, like, uh, no, I still feel like they could have had room for nah. for for a ruby. I I still feel like there will be a ruby that joins them at one point. But it was, yeah, this was like how this kind of went along. It was like, okay, I see what they're doing here. I think my favorite part of this whole freaking episode was that when the heel turn happens and she turns evil, her personality doesn't change at all. Yeah, she doesn't go like, she's just very, she's still that kind of laughing. Hi guys, I just love dirt and the earth and when you press that button for me, I can't wait to see your faces when I kill you all. (laughs) (laughs) But it does show the struggles of Lapis and Peridot and like how they did struggle, but how they are very willing to bring someone else into this family into the crystal gems so lapis is my favorite kind of character who knows who knows that she's right and when she's finally proven right doesn't even care that she that everyone else fell for she's like i knew it i knew it i told you so now let's get out of here (laughs) (laughs) like i got my one I'm, i'm good so it's it's a fun little episode but it um i think Oh, we do see that Garnet knew at the end, but she was hoping that it could go one way or the other. And I wonder if there was something that they could have done to kept Navy there. But I think it was the plan from the beginning. I like Garnet in these later episodes, knowing that things can go wrong, but still but with the uh, excuse me, with the uh, absence you. of the palanquin uh, to let Steven try. And to be pleasantly surprised when he makes it farther or changes things in a way that she didn't anticipate. Yeah, it, it's really nice to to see her. Uh, and I think this is um, Peridot and um, Amethyst, or sorry, Pearl and Amethyst grow in different ways. And they grow a lot more. But this is the growth of Garnet. Uh, because Ruby and Sapphire grew a lot together. And then obviously grew as Garnet. But to show this is this is how Garnet has herself has grown um, to allow the future, even though sometimes she can see exactly how it's going to work, to allow it to play out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally do get confirmation besides us reading trivia that Stephen named all of them based on the placement of. He said it gems. in the previous episode. I think he did. I think he said it again for all the viewers who are like, what? Who is this character? (laughs) 
Like, how do you know which of the rubies this is? Oh, okay, I get it now. Uh, I do like her just sunny, shiny personality the entire way through. How much she likes everything. It rains here? <gasps> That's so cool. And Laugh is trying everything to make her, like, hate the planet Earth. Because, and... I mean, she just had such a hard time. And, and I think now, whenever they do end up maybe being able to recruit more gems to the crystal gem team that now I think they'll have gotten over this hump. Do you think Aaron, we had talked about this before. Do you, have you figured out what it was that made Lapis Lazuli appear different to you this go round? Cause she is your favorite gem. She's, but, she is one of my favorites. I, I, I it's almost like a tie her, for three tie, like three way tie almost. But you've spoken about how she's not what quite what you remember, that she was played in a different way. And I was wondering if this episode, the most recent one we have of her, made you feel any differently about that. Um, I I always felt like in the, so the first time we watched uh, the this, this series, I always felt like Lapis was very dour um, once she came back from uh, space. Um, she was very negative and like she didn't really want to partake in anything. And I now understand is, yeah, she still doesn't want to partake in a lot of things, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's more, um, that's her choice. Um, and she's allowed to make that choice, but she's not, she's not just the, the stick in the mud that she was that, or that I had the first impression of her was because when you first see her, like in, um, uh, mirror gym and moon gym, uh, she is this kind of bright and bubbly character, and she has a lot of personality that sometimes does kind of get hidden, that she kind of does tuck away. But there's, and I think what happens whenever Peridot and her first kind of around each other, she does still kind of tuck into uh, herself. But it, as her and Peridot grow closer and closer, she is allowing it to, you know, spread more and more and that's where i with the second viewing i'm allowing or sorry not allowing myself i definitely see a lot easier and i i remember the first time watching this too i did not like peridot when i when i first introduced to her and like she grew on me but like i didn't realize it this time i love peridot love 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 peridot oh she's so great the voice acting is so very very good yeah uh i I wish that I, I think it was the best that it happened this way. And I think the reason it happens this way is because this is set up for our season finale. Um, and I'll get to that more in a minute. But by the end of this, Ruby takes the Ruby spaceship away oh, into space. And that yeah. is a, a huge problem when we get to our season finale. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, our next episode, Lion 4, alternate ending. Steven tries to search for secret messages Rose may have left him about his magical destiny. Lion eventually leads him to a tape, but it's just an alternate version of the message from Rose he's already seen. I'm glad to see another Lion episode. I really always do enjoy the Lion episodes. And this one, this one had a weird... Um, An anticlimax. Yeah, but it, it had like a lot of... Yeah, it had um, a lot of... Uh... uh not steam behind it but it like uh, it's every fan of this show uh 
film theorying itself, <laughs> putting the first letter of each of her words from the tape in a, <laughs> an acrostic to try and make sense of it all. And that's just a theory. A Stephen theory. Just to make it, like, just to give him anything. Please, anything to go on. Just tell me I'm a magic boy with a special destiny sent from space. Because the sad thing about humanity and being a human and living a human life is that no one has a destiny known as a quote-unquote if you just did this one thing you know your life would improve which is what so much movie and television shows start off with we have a character whose friend says you know if you just did this one thing you would have a better life and the whole show or episode or movie yeah is learning oh this was the one thing i needed to do and now i absolutely have a measurably better life than i did before but there are no things like that in real life. You can't quantify that. You can't say, if only I did this thing, my life will be better. We can do things that are good for ourselves, but we have no guarantees of anything. Yeah, improving your life is not one big change. It's actually a lot of small changes. Um, and it's hard to to understand that. And that's why a lot of times we gravitate to, towards these stories of, you know, big grand destiny that's thrust upon us. Or, you know, we discover something that leads to, you know, exciting adventure kind of thing. But the the fact of the matter is, is this shows that there is not some big grand destiny. He does have a destiny, but not in that sense. Um, and it's and it's hard to to kind of take into account. His destiny is more of his origins. Yeah, his destiny is more that he is a human gem hybrid that has never existed before, and that will inform what he does with the rest of his life. But all we know is a starting point. And there, there's some, um, there, there's a lot of weight behind that, but it's, it's less of his destiny is, you know, like he's going to discover the magic sword of Argonaut and, or Argonite and turn into the magic gem warrior. It's nothing like that. It's not going to be that. But because his mother is Rose Quartz and gave birth to him or became him. That is his destiny, but it's not so much it's thrust upon him is that it's his choice to do with that as he wants. We see a lot of comparison imagery and talks between Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender do you mean Aang? and Steven. Uh, they have very similar character types, and we could go into that more and more, but the important thing is that Aang not only started with a destiny, but had a destiny to fulfill. He had a defeat the fire lord before the comet arrived like that is his destiny and he comes upon that steven hasn't hit that yet there isn't save the planet before this certain day or and there, there was little a- there were little things like you know try to stop the um the cluster from uh, arising and he did that but he didn't do it by destroying it he did it by allowing it to talk to each other and helping itself bubble and it there's there's little things and again that's how you change your life is not by one big grand gesture it's a lot of little things um there is something in here that I'm willing to theorize about, though. So we get to this temple in the middle of the desert, and inside is nothing. And we still know nothing about how Rose and Lion are related at all, just that they are. And... I have a theory on that. Okay, so so my first theory is um, we've seen both uh, Yellow Diamond and Blue Diamond ship and the green one that attacks Beach City at the end of Season 1. Did you see those two giant arm-looking things coming up out of the desert at the entrance to Rose's temple 
because it looked to me like two giant arm pink diamond arm spaceships buried in the sand at the entrance oh, to this. Oh, I'm temple. actually looking at a photo of it right now. Yeah. And I can see that. Yeah, that may be like hmm. Yeah, like it gives me strong vibes that way. Especially with this temple leading to nothing else besides just a pile of garbage that I guess it's just been accumulated here over the millennia. I think she liked to collect things. Like I think Amethyst is much more of a hoarder than and then. But uh, why out here? Why not at the temple? I mean, I mean, again, so many questions. Well, and I think also Lion is part partly that collector. We're not collector as well, but I think Lion is also partly the storage area because that's where Bismuth was. So mm-hmm. also that chest that we have not found. A way to open yet. What is in the chest? I don't know. So Uh, there's there's uh there's a lot that has not been answered yet, and um we still have two seasons to go plus the movie. So what's your theory on Lion then? Uh my so you cannot you you can shatter a crystal gem and you can reform a crystal gem. But my theory is because we do see Rose with her lions and not a single one of them is pink mm-hmm. um, much, much earlier in her time span. Um, I think that somehow, some way, this lion is either a crystal gem a, or like some sort of fusion of gem and lion. Like St- Stephen cannot be the first organic and or inorganic gem fusion. You think he can't? I th- I think he must be because why would a gem ever do that? Because they view everyone else's lesser. Well, that that's the thing. Rose is always touted making a human or making humans or having humans be, you know, like viewed as equals. And it you know it takes the gems a long time to to do that because you know they age, they have to eat, they have to sleep, that kind of stuff. So I don't know how. I have no, I, I, I absolutely have no idea how, excuse me, but my, my feeling is, is how does Lion have these like storage powers or these transportation powers? Like how can he do yeah. the portals? Um, and how can he have the, you know, storage in his main? There's, there's a lot that isn't answered with him. So I'm feeling like he is. There's there's a story that we're not getting, and we may never get. But I because uh, now we've hit this this apex or this this crux of not knowing his or we, where we've caught up to the episodes that we've viewed. So now we can speculate wildly. I think he's some sort of gem fusion, some sort of organic and inorganic of gem fusion. Because how did she know that the uh, that Whatever her and Greg did, whether it was getting it on. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's the thing. Yeah. How do we even, how does she know she's pregnant? How did she get pregnant? If she isn't pregnant, how does she know that it's going to work? Yeah, there's a bunch Because of... he has her gem. Yep. But where is she? Because my, my original theory was that somehow, some way, he is Rose Quartz. But I, it's kind of, it's fallen apart a lot. Like it's unraveled completely, <laughs> but I, I really think that, um, somehow he's, cause a strong, a much, much, much stronger theory is he is some sort of fusion that it, it like he was almost an experiment. 
Okay. So we're getting into Kipo territory here then. In a sense, yeah. Um, because I think he was, a, I don't know how, um, he's either, uh, we, we don't know what powers have or what Jim has these powers, and we may figure that out. Um, but it, the fact that he has powers to begin with, um and technically we don't even know how gems are made we know that they come out of the ground but we have no idea what the process is that's for that. and that's only amethysts and yeah, jaspers exactly how do they make rose quartzes how do they make diamonds like, i have a feeling well i don't and that's the thing is they don't I, I think diamonds are the toughest ones to make because they've not made a new diamond there's only there used to be four and as far as we know there are now only there's either two, two or three and a third one we haven't even seen yet yeah. it still exists we know we know from the centipedal episode that there was a white diamond but that's all we know that's that's it so i'm <laughs> oh there's like i said there's a lot of unanswered questions and um there's a lot of stuff that they have not even begin to touch on yet um and that's why, like, I think that that's why he might be a fusion of inorganic and organic. Inorganic and organic. That might be why that's because he does eat, mm -hmm. but he eats gems. He eats gem monsters. He he ate a, a gem lizard at one point. Oh, lion. I thought you meant, I thought you meant Steven. I got no, real nervous. No, 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 no. But there's, there, my, yeah. th my, my theory behind that is, is how does she know, uh, how does Rose Quartz know? That's going to work. That this, it's going to work. Was... There's, there's got to be some sort of research or there's got to be something. Well, this whole and episode is all of us. Every fan just like <laughs> furiously trying to find a reason for something and just being like, she didn't even know that he was going to be a boy. Yeah. So that, and I, I found that was hilarious. It's like. Uh, what, what was the name? Nora. Nora. Like, we had it down to two names. Steven, if you're a boy, and Nora, if you were a girl. Oh. And how perfectly they play that, because for a second there, you think, oh, he's going to have a magical twin sister hiding away this whole... No. No, it's just if you were a girl. Again, the whole anticlimax, I think, speaks to it, that Steven does get to be just a kid. Like, there is no magical destiny He's just a kid. He is just a kid, and that's. I'm glad. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm glad they didn't do that because it absolutely was not necessary. Well, that takes us to uh, another parent episode. Dug out. Connie's father, Doug, investigates a break-in at Funland. He invites Stephen and Connie to join him to stake out the amusement park. Uh, Mr. Mahesh Warren. So, um, in the Rose or the um the Storm in the Room episode, we get to see. Where how Connie gets, I mean, we've already seen it with her mother, but like we see that she is a warrior like her mother. And now we get to see where she gets her like silly side. It's such her dad. Her dad is so dorky. I love it. He's I'm here such for a it. Goofy dad. Like, it's so nice to see that you're worried, you know, maybe they're just too strict. But now he's he's a pretty chill dude. And he and again, how nice it is to have both her mother and her father. Just accept, oh, Steven was in space. Oh, you regularly fight gem monsters with swords and shields. I just wanted you to think I was cool, too. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a beautiful dad moment. I want you to still like me. I, I want you to still think I'm a cool dad. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was hilarious. And, and, it's, and it speaks, too. It's like, at one point, they're like, 
maybe we should go get her go get the sword and he's like no no we're fine we're fine and like and they probably should have gotten the sword (laughs) probably and it's i mean it's the same problem that greg had just that he thinks that humanity might be a little inadequate for his magic child (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's kind of funny too because like he doesn't like look at it like he is a cop he he does take but he takes it seriously enough you know He's like, I am a security guard, but I am just a security guard. I'm not a cop. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, but I am going to take it seriously enough. He like, he has that right level of serious. Well, he talks about it with his daughter. It's not like uh, when it was Dr. Mahesh Warren saying, no, you can't do this. No, I forbid it. It's him saying, he, he doesn't make any mistakes with her for doing this. He just says, yeah, I sometimes think that maybe you just think my life is boring. <laughs> uh, but he has such, I mean, he's so funny. Just the way uh, they talk about going undercover. He says, how do you know I'm not undercover right now? No, I actually need these glasses to see. <laughs> and then that's that's so Connie. I don't know like how they got him to be that way, but that's like, that was such a Connie inflection. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and the adorable way that he talks to her with her uh, alternate persona as uh, Veronica Cucamonga. Veronica Cucamonga. <laughs> and Peter Pizza Pops. From <laughs> Italia. With Italia. <laughs> Steven. That's uh, that's a Greek name though. Yeah, it's, it's a little Greek right there. Uh I and again, this is I like all the lightheartedness of it, even as they uh enter in, it's a little scary and they get stuck inside the whirly uh what do you call those rides? The ones where they press you against the wall as it spins. Oh, um there's I'm not a carnival goer. There's, but this is probably one of the. Well, this is one of my favorite ones. Um, it's uh, it's one of those rides where you you stand and then it spins you, and then a lot of times the thing that you're you're standing against or you're sitting on actually slides up, and that's how you can tell your the centrifugal force is hitting because it's you're it going you so, against even as you're yeah. you're uh, going against uh, gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the whole episode is really leading to. These two shadowy gem figures. After all this time thinking, is it a gem? Is it a gem? Is it a gem? No, it's Onion. Oh, Onion. I'll let you off with a warning this time. <laughs> and then just these two shadows. Like, damn. Yeah. Beans. The first of this shadowy figures in the background. So, uh, You know, I thought I hated Jasper, but I think I hate these two more. I have to agree. So. We have to, we have to get to them. We're almost there. Uh, our next episode is the Good Lars. The cool kids invite Stephen, Lars, and Sadie to a potluck. Stephen and Sadie encourage Lars to bake a cake for the party, but Lars is insecure about revealing his baking skills. Sadie deserves so much better, and this episode lets her be better and lets her hang out with people who just want to hang out with her. It doesn't make her say, oh, if Lars didn't come, I'm not going to show up. Just lets her be happy. And she says it straight out. You know, these kids are cool, not in the way that Lars thinks. And that's such an apt and quick to the core sort of look at it. These are cool people to hang out with, but they're not quote unquote cool, unobtainable children they're... that would never actually hang out with us, deigning to lower themselves to our existence. They're just cool in the way that your friends are cool because you all like each other, and like hanging out with each other and appreciate each other's skills. I uh, I used to think of, think that way about some some people that I hang out with, and I'm like, um, 
you have you have them up on this pedestal or you have you know these 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 hero worshiping lasses on almost and sometimes you have to look at these people as what they are people and when you do that that makes the time you spend with them that much better and it's and it can create some amazing friends for you and and i think lars doesn't do that he thinks he has to put on air and um or and air and in a you know a personality that isn't his own and we get to see a little bit more of who he is he's not this he's not even the jerk that we see a lot he's this person that really 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 likes baking yeah his personality actually did come through nicely on this with him sneaking down and pulling out his recipe book and how he bakes and makes his cake and at one point he's like uh because steven says something about like I, I forgot what the line was, or maybe I can look it up real quick. Um, but I forgot what the line was, and he said, uh, "But he goes like, blah blah blah." And he he kind of was like, "Wow, that was really good, Stephen. When did you get so mature?" He's like, "Well, it's probably from being able to master my powers and finding out my mother was a war criminal <laughs> or intergalactic war criminal." And it was like really freaking poignant and like somewhere in the middle of that, uh, I think, is when I gained my maturity, uh, and. Ube looks delicious, by the by. It looks it looks such like a little Debbie cake, but like one of the good ones. Mm -hmm. Like like you know, like they've got like zebra cakes, but then they've yeah. got those like cake really rolls. Yeah, like yeah, exactly, like a cake roll. But it looks like a really, really like decadent one. Mm -hmm. I love that it's purple. I yeah. love it so much. <laughs> um there's a little bit of stuff that I'm gonna uh borrow from the A V Club's review on this particular episode, talking about how Lars and Sadie are the only human characters from the original pilot, which means that Rebecca Sugar had these characters floating around for a while. They were integral to the first episode of this. And I think that, I think they're right when they say that Lars and Sadie do have character development. It's not how we want Lars to grow, but inch by inch, he's clawing his way into something. Ronaldo has no character growth that I can really <laughs> think of, but Lars and Sadie do. Lars is still an awful human being. Uh, like, even you were saying, we, we saw an episode where they were um, looking binoculars around the town, and they saw Lars and Sadie sitting down on a bench together, and they were holding hands, but, like, surreptitiously. And you said, aw. And I said, oh, what an ass, not just holding her hand out in broad daylight. Yeah, it's like, make sure nobody's looking. Yeah, exactly. Making sure, like, yeah. that sort of awful. Yeah, awful and it's all like, oh, you asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, this episode does feel like the breakthrough we've been hoping for. And, of course, of course the writers pull us away, pull it away from us then by the end turning not only did he destroy the cake but oh he's been abducted which we find out in the next episode yeah we don't really get to see that in, uh, in this episode but like we think he just abandoned it um which i think he did because we see the... he did he threw he definitely showed it to the party and said no i can't do this threw the cake in the trash and then turned but then if he had changed his mind he wouldn't have been able to do anything about it because at that point he had been taken. Yeah. And I think, um, in, in this episode did show some, the, some serious growth, especially with, um, at one point they eat all of the, the Ube and, um, not Ube bowl, but, uh, the <laughs> Ube. And, uh, he goes, man, you guys didn't save me. And he's like, we're sorry. It was just so good. Uh, I guess I'll just have to make another one. And so chill. Like, 
two seasons ago or three seasons ago, he would have freaked out like, oh, I have to make another one. Oh, that sucks. And it's just like, he's you like. You can tell it's a skill that he knows. He doesn't bother him that people ate it and liked it and they asked to make another. He knows what he's doing. And it's nice to see a, a positive character trait out of him. He um, he's confident in his skills, but he still wants to make an impression. So and it's good. And it's funny, too, whenever they do end up at the party that uh, it's like, you know, pizza and soda and like plates. And it's like so like, he brings a plates and she's like, stupid, it's stupid. They're like, oh, thank goodness. I don't do the dishes now. Thank you. Yeah. Like. And he's like, Again, oh, cool, rave. And like, cool people. Like, Just, yeah. Shit. Cool people will say. And then like. And then he's like the only one who's home making something. And like, I've been to potlucks like that. I went to a Thanksgiving uh, potluck or actually Thanksgiving poker with a bunch of buddies from high school. And I'm, I made mashed potatoes and I brought, I think like buns or something like that. And everyone else had like bags of chips and, and then like the, the brownies that you get from Kroger's or whatever. And it was like, Oh, okay, cool. And like, and everyone's like, and someone did actually get a turkey, I think, or bought turkey, and it was like, everyone was like, man, you actually made food. That's awesome, dude. I'm like, do you not? And I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, well, we just didn't want to. I'm like, but it's Thanksgiving poker. We're supposed to have food. Thanksgiving food. Oh, like, you and I are suckers for a theme party. We'll do oh, anything for uh, a theme absolutely, party. Absolutely. But it was just so funny because, like, everyone – and, like, and now – it's a kind of a good mix with our friends. Like we've got people who who bring like prepackaged stuff like chips or drinks or stuff like that. And that's, we need that. Mm-hmm. Like not everything can be homemade, but then like we've got a friend, like a uh, friend, Sarah, who hopefully will be on our show soon. Um, she, she's an amazing cook and uh, she actually made me a birthday dinner recently. And, oh, she's like, she makes some amazing stuff and she's brought some stuff over to our house. It's like, yay, Sarah's <laughs> bringing dinner. <laughs> uh, can you tell I'm hungry? I can tell you're hungry. We will have dinner after this, I promise. Woo! Uh, I think that, I think the really nice break after this one is Sadie realizing Lars isn't coming and still hanging out and staying and having a nice time and singing with them. And then at the end, realizing they didn't come and the Uber rolls in the trash, she's like, you know, it, it was his loss. And maybe I should be focusing more on myself than on him. Yeah, yes, you should. Get it, girl. Yes! <laughs> You do you. <laughs> uh, but that takes us to part one of our season four finale, Are You My Dad? Lars, Sadie, Onion, and Jamie have mysteriously disappeared. While investigating the mystery, Stephen comes across an unfamiliar gem who keeps asking, Are You My Dad? With a freaking teardrop gem tat under her eye, like a, <laughs> like a jail person. Just, oh my gosh. Okay, so everyone's starting to go missing. People are just not in Beach City anymore, and we don't know where everyone is gone. Turns out that um, after uh, we uh, split up with Sadie, Sadie got taken, Lars got taken, Jamie got taken, and everyone is being abducted. And Sadie uh, asks, sorry, um, Stephen asks Sadie's mom, Barb, to help, uh, leading to one of my favorite lines. What do you mean? I mean, I've... I always, you mean, you, why wouldn't you have a tracker on your daughter at all times to know her location? Was it a tracker or was it her journal? I forget. No, no, no. It's like, wait, you don't have an extra spare key of all your uh, daughter's stuff? That was it. She made a copy of all the keys on Sadie's 
keychain so she could always go where she but you know that barb would have a tracker on her without a doubt yeah um i love that at the beginning of this episode uh Stephen's waiting for his package, and it kind of leads him into this. It's like, from the distinguished boy. The distinguished boy, and uh, Gar- uh, Amethyst brings over like this cooler full of like cans. And you think it's like sodas or something like that? She's like, "Why don't you just pop one of these open and relax?" And he's like, uh, "I don't know." It's like, "Well, at least take one for the road." And he like starts handing her handing him one, and it's a can of beans. <laughs> drinking straight beans out of cans in a cooler it's such an amethyst it's such an amethyst thing to do oh so such an amethyst move um okay so we gotta talk about these gems aquamarine which is the worst kind of umbrage dainty female character just completely in control uh a syndrome basically just completely in control, has the ability to freeze people just by pointing at them with her wand. Oh, yeah, there you go. I mean, it's syndrome powers, yeah. And then this monster of a thing, Topaz, and I thought Jasper was terrifying. Topaz is creepy as sin. Especially because, like... He doesn't say a damn thing. She. she. Again, but that's the thing, like, it's drawn really creepy, and they have not said a word, and it's two Topazes together. It's it's a fusion, but they, they actually, like... To use that to their advantage they don't um they actually unfuse and then fuse together and then like they actually use it as a kind of jail yeah just to hold bodies just a whole organic life i mean again it's the body horror stuff it's it's steven universe baby body horror <laughs> baby <laughs> uh gosh and she is just vicious this aquamarine you think oh so sad is she missing her dad is are there other gems that have parents? Could this be something important? All the gems draw pictures based on Stephen's description, and I do enjoy. <laughs> I do enjoy uh, Pearl just saying it's not very good. I'm not, a very, and it's clearly a very good drawing. She knows how to draw Garnet, who won't draw anyone but Garnet, and and Connie's like, I'm not, you know, the circles might be off on this one. Uh, but they all go find Aquamarine, and it's like, are you my dad? No, but we can we can help you find your dad. I don't want your dad. I want my dad. And then Connie's like, well, my name's Connie. She's like, oh, we need a Connie. And then just Topaz comes out and just absorbs her into their body. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that's And with especially with how that how this that that's how this ends. It's just like, oh, shit. Um. <laughs> oh shit. Yep. Uh, there is a bit of a parallel here to him passing out first person. That's the way, kind of the way he was knocked out by Jasper when they had first met Jasper. That he just had a knockout first person fade to black. So, like again, another villain. Most gems that Steven meets want to kill him. <laughs> he just yep. can't escape that. Uh, I do. Uh, there were some. I mean, there were some funny moments in here. Uh, sour cream trying to find Onion, and Steven saying, uh, did you check that secret room in his house? You, you mean, mean his, his office? office? <laughs> <laughs> there, were some, there were some good things in here, uh, and it's, but it's mostly just terrifying at the end of this, because all of Steven's friends are getting kidnapped, and he doesn't know why, and he can't help them, and now they're all gone, and that leads us to the second part, I am my mom. Steven and the Gems race to rescue all Steven's friends from Aquamarine and Topaz and find out the horrifying truth behind their actions. But as the stakes keep rising, 
Stephen must make the most difficult decision of his life. This was a rough episode because mm. there's a lot at stake here, and like they just keep keep building the tension and just keep building and keep building and keep building and keep building. And then that final payoff, like I remember this, but I didn't remember this. So the title references that it's not only the list of humans that Steven rattles off in Paradox Chambers, which it turns out is why Aquamarine and Tobats are collecting these specific humans because Steven mentioned them as types of humans in the world. Onion, I think. Onion, uh, I think. Connie. My, my dad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the mailman. All these, all these things. And then, but not only that, not only is it part of the list, it's him coming to terms with himself and the complicated and fraught relationship he has with his own mother. Clearly, knowing that he isn't his mom, but saying that he is so he can save his friends. Just, ugh, all the feels. It's such a huge, it's such a huge moment, and it's just like, like he had, like he know this is like basically his his last trump card. This is this is last move because he knows this is the only way to save his friends because they're they're fighting Topaz and Aquamarine and they're they're almost out. They're like they they're on this ship and they're almost out and they're almost out and like everyone's jumped out of the water or jumped out of the ship and like and they're all jumping and um uh oh shoot what's the the fusion of all three of them. Alexandrite. Alexandrite. Alexandrite's like holding the ship, trying to get everyone out. And then Aquamarine just zaps all of them. And it's just like, oh, uh, shit. Dang it. It's like, in, it, it's like that boss fight that you do. And everything that you do, like, you're like, ah, and then they have a whole other health bar. <laughs> exactly. Like, you think you've got it. And no. No, it, absolutely not. It, uh, it, it it's such a it's such a like intense episode, especially for like the last five minutes of it. And it's just like, and it's still only eleven minute episode. And it's just like go 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 move 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 go 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 do 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 do. It's just like oh my god. And, and then Aquamarine's a sadist that she'll complete her mission, and she she knows that she has all the power. I forget Topaz. Remind me, did the diamonds say that the humans had to be alive? alive. Just uh evil little girl cliche done right. Just uh Yeah, it reminds me a lot of uh what's her face from Cats Don't Dance. Yeah, very much Darla Dimple. Yeah, we need to watch that. <laughs> uh this is the first season finale to really be a cliffhanger. Yeah. Everyone else is always wrapped up and judging strictly by the screenshots. When I or to on, do it like th this yes. kind of cliffhanger. Strictly looking at the HBO screenshots of the next five episodes, it looks like they aren't turning back on this immediately. The next episode is going to be, oh, and they're back. No. 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 This is, they I, are off to space and there is no way to get them back. It is all the stakes. I, um, f from what I know, uh, the, the, the spoiler that I know um, they'll be in space for a while. Mm -hmm. Not not like I don't think it's gonna be like half of the season, but it's gonna be a while. So um, and when we say when we say they, when we say they, it's yeah. because of all the characters that get freaking trapped with Steven in space. Lars, Rebecca, I don't understand. Lars, who looks at Sadie struggling for her life. And in fear, runs away and hides. It has, Sadie like, a moment to, like, do could've, something. Could have. 
And no, just he, hides. he just deuces and out. Even, and even Sadie's like, Lars, I knew you would do this. I knew you couldn't do this for me. I knew you couldn't help me. Her heartbreaking right there, there and then. But it's mm. it's it's rough because that that does happen, and you're just like, I'm not surprised. But in yeah, so Lars is on the spaceship, but Steven basically saves everyone by by admitting or by showing that he is. I'm rubbing my big stomach. I thought you rubbing your crystal gem. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm rubbing my stomach. It shows off in the, in the video, but um. Yeah, tuck your legs up under it and, and put all your arms, and then no one will ever know what you look like. There we go. That doesn't look <laughs> awkward. I, bl- I partially blame this chair. It, it is, it, it, like, it's really comfortable, Maybe relaxing, season five but we'll it shows. Switch. In season five, we'll shows switch off my chairs. Stomach, so. <laughs> yeah, sure. But it, it is it is an intense episode, and it ends on such a huge note. And I, I remember, I, I'm pretty sure I remember this episode. Because I remember them jumping off, but like this was such a huge moment. And this is now we've hit the apex. We've hit the crux. This is the last episode that we watched. We know nothing beyond this point. Anything beyond this is brand new to us. And it like get ready for us to freak out. <laughs> oh yeah. Every time we come on the screen, it's gonna be what? What what? Huh? Guys, can you believe this? Like we've been good sticking to an hour on ten eps. I don't Ooh. know when we come back, this might get real long real quick. So we apologize in advance. <laughs> so um but thank you guys for sticking with us through an hour and we are looking forward to the next ten episodes of season. Would you like five. a list of titles? Um I'm looking them up as well, but yeah, go ahead. All right. So uh, we'll be starting with the first 10 episodes of season five next week, Tuesdays at five here on the channel, uh, stuck together, the trial off colors, Lars head, Dewey wins, Gemcation, raising the barn back to the kindergarten, Sadie killer and Kevin party. So already a few of these, some of them are actually purposely evoking earlier episode titles like back to the kindergarten raising the barn these have been things that have been mentioned before in titles so i think there's specific callbacks here also the fact that these episodes have titles of some of our characters who are on earth gives me hope that we are coming back to earth at some point within this 10 episode cluster it remains to be seen i kept my eyes glazed and half focused as i read those titles so i wouldn't see any descriptions aaron if you're looking at descriptions you best stop it right now just a little bit aaron just a little bit back off aaron just a little bit all right all right i'm off Stop it, Aaron. Um, oh, okay. Aaron. I'm off. Um, so I, it's gonna be so hard too because we've been trying really, ba- uh, we've been trying really hard to um, stick with two episodes like a day. We start on what Thursday to Monday. It's gonna be difficult. We're probably just gonna pick a day and binge all ten of them. God, just to be honest. it's probably gonna happen that oh, way. Oh, I think it is. Um, <sighs> so, but yes, I'm really looking forward to jumping back into this because. I know stuff happens. I know how good it gets. And I can't wait to watch the movie. I can't wait to maybe play the video game because I'm buying myself a birthday present um, or a couple of uh, video games. But there's just a lot that um, that is going to happen. And I'm excited to, I believe, season six is Steven Universe Future. Correct. So I, this that means which a is, lot. Which happens. is beyond the movie. So we are going to see a complete story arc, seasons one through five, oh. then the movie, 
then Steven Universe Future. Oh, God. All I right. Know. So, I know. oh, man, this is going to hurt. Um, thank you all so much for watching. Yes. Thank you guys so much. And remember, only, only you can, can keep Beach City quarantined. quarantined.